0: Hello and welcome to the first Spoko Radio where there isn't going to be much optimism for me or the people's champ. Champ, what in the... I'm not going to swear, Jarrett. What the freak just happened?
1: That was an absolute abysmal game by the Hawkeyes. The defense just played well the entire day and the offense flat out laid an egg both play calling wise and execution wise was an absolutely disgusting performance by the Iowa offense.
0: This is one of those games where like my chest hurts, my heart hurts, my brain hurts from having to try to figure out what the hell just happened. The defense literally, this has nothing to do with you. You played fantastic all game long. The secondary played and showed out Jack corner, DJ Johnson, Gino stone, Here's my game ball. Congratulations. Welsh, my guy, Played. he's one of the best linebackers in the country that nobody talks about. Defensive line did what they're supposed to do. So defense, that's what we have to say about you. Champ, do you have anything else to add about the, the one positive from this game?
1: I mean, the defense played well. Like you said, the secondary all-game played well against those uh, good Michigan receivers. They didn't allow anything. I mean, they literally allowed two drives the entire game. The first scoring drive where Michigan kicked a field goal, Iowa's offense gave them the ball at the 17-yard line, and the defense still only held them to a field goal. Then later in in the first quarter, they went on a drive and scored a touchdown. After that, literally nothing. They had one drive in the second half where they drove the ball down and they missed a field goal. So the defense just dominated. They played great all game. That's a game you need to win. When your defense plays that well on the road, giving up only 10 points, really only giving up seven points because those three points were a gift from the offense. I mean, those are games you have to win with a senior quarterback that's done this before. And they just didn't get it done. But the defense, like you said, they played great. That's the one positive of this game. An exceptional game from the defense, and yeah, there's not much more to say about that unit.
0: Instead, the Iowa offense, to pay their beautiful defense... Instead of doing that, they had, let's see here, seven penalties for 60 yards. I think it actually was probably eight, but they declined the one. So seven penalties for 60 yards, four turnovers with a fumble loss and three picks by Nate Stanley, who has never thrown three interceptions in a game in his Iowa career and decided to have his worst game at the worst possible time. Let's start there. Nate Stanley looked confused. He looked uncomfortable. He looked like he didn't know what he was looking at on the defensive side of the football i don't know if michigan was throwing weird things but from it was clear as day at least in the second half that they were just sending pressure and blitzes and the offensive line and the quarterback could not figure that out and almost the offensive coordinator so let's start with nate first we'll get into the other stuff champ what did you see from him today and are you has this ruined what you think about nate stanley moving forward
1: I mean, it, it, it wasn't good I mean, he played horribly Like you said, three interceptions Just not placing the ball where it needed to be He made a couple decent throws in that game But for the most part, he just played like shit, honestly He was missing deep balls He was throwing in a double coverage He threw two interceptions in a double coverage he wasn't hitting guys in stride when they had open underneath routes, bringing on the blitz, wasn't hitting them, throwing behind guys, getting balls tipped at the line. I mean, anything you could have done wrong as a quarterback in that day, game, he did wrong. Even when they were bringing pressure, him holding onto the ball too long, getting sacked, when all you have to do is get rid of the ball and save yourself 7 to 10 yards. But no, They'd have second and short, and he'd get sacked and lose 12 yards, and then all of a sudden you're at third and 15 or higher, and there's not many play calls for third and 15 in college football. So, I mean, he played absolutely awful. He's a senior quarterback that's gone on the road before in Big Ten play and played. Like, you need to do this, and you need to play better than that. That looked like a guy that was a freshman that's never seen blitzes before and has never played on the road before in the Big Ten, and that's inexcusable. When you have a guy that's played this many snaps for your, for your college program, he needs to play better, and he didn't. And it, it really pisses me off. And it was what I was afraid of coming into this game, that he would lay an egg going to Michigan, and that's exactly what he did.
0: It's exactly what he did. I'm the biggest Nate Stanley stan out there, and this really shook me. Stanley was horrible and I know that he didn't have much time and the offensive line will touch on here shortly but if you go and look at the actual splits from last season when Nate was on the road to now it's the same he completes about 55 percent of his passes he throws some picks he gets sacked a hell of a lot like there was times, there was a couple times he was like rolling right early on in the game and he could have just chucked it out of bounds, but he instead he took on three guys that ended up sacking him there instead. Like there was just decisions that this like freshman make that Stanley mm-hmm. decided to make today. I don't understand why there were so many fade routes to the right side of the field. If DC Who is in Italy right now is able to figure out that Nate Stanley can't complete passes on the right side of the field. Why are they throwing fade routes to guys like um, Tyrone Tracy and Amir Smith Marset, and and even the ones to Brandon Smith that are underthrown? Like I just don't understand what happened today, and I'm in all-out panic mode.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, and it doesn't get any easier next week with Penn State coming to town. I understand that's a home game, but Nate Stanley just played. I just I don't understand how a guy can play so well at home throughout his Iowa career, pretty much. He's playing very well at home, and then you go on the road and you just play – you just can't play well. And when, you, when he's played on the road against ranked teams and Big Ten play, I think he's now 0-5. I think he was 0-4 coming in against ranked Big Ten teams. This is obviously another loss. So it, it just doesn't he, – maybe he's just not that good. I mean, it, it might come down to that. He just can't complete deep balls. Whenever there's pressure in his face, he's phased by it, and he holds onto the ball way too long. And then even when he does get rid of the ball, he takes intentional grounding penalties. Like throw Like that play early in the second half. When all he had to do was throw it at the at the tight end's feet, right in front of him, incomplete pass. Instead, he throws it all the way to the left side, gets an intentional grounding penalty, and then all of a sudden it's like third and seventeen. How many over third and ten uh, plays did we have today? It had to be in the double digits. Oh,
0: easily it was, especially those last last couple drives. Like Iowa just shooting themselves in the foot. There was a drive that it was like. Oh, God, it was a holding. There was like a hands to the face. Then there was um, a legal receiver downfield that was declined. Then Nate took a sack. It was just – it was really over and yeah, over and, and over they, again.
1: I think they had first and 10 at like the 22-yard line, and they ended up punting from the 50. <laughs> That's how much – how many yards they lost via penalties and in and plays. And that was late in the fourth when they were driving for – I mean, they just drove the – they. They've had no problem getting the ball from, like, the 25 to, like, the Michigan 40. Then once they got to Michigan's 40, they just couldn't play. It's baffling. Let's, go on, let's move on to Ferentz now and the play calling. Like, what the fuck was the play calling today? They didn't run the ball. They've run the ball all season effectively, and then today he decides he wants to go in four, four wide receiver, five wide receiver, shotgun, and not run the ball. What the hell was that?
0: Yeah, uh, taking out Nate Stanley's quote-unquote eight carries for negative 65 yards, Iowa ran the ball, looks like 14, 21, 22 times total, and Nate went out and uh, threw for 42 attempts. So, complete abandonment Fit, well, of the ball. it's run- really
1: 50 attempts because he got sacked eight times, Correct. So, so 50 yes. times they dropped back to pass. And they ran the ball 22 times. How in the hell do you expect to go in on the road and win when it's that big of a disparage, a a, a difference? I mean, 22 runs and 50 passes. And what was a one score game the entire game? It was 10 to 3 for 75% of that game. And they still wouldn't run the ball. It's baffling. Like, what are you doing, Brian Ferentz?
0: On the and what confuses me too is they came out at half. Torn Young breaks off for that 15 yard gainer, then he comes in and goes for like five more, and then again, they completely abandon it. Tyler Goodson probably needed the ball way more than he got it today because he was actually the only one making plays in the first half, and then they kind of went away from him. I knew Makai Sargent fumbled on that first drive of the game, but even then, like he still had that again, one of those slip screens where he goes and he picks up 15 more yards. Iowa was actually good on third and very, very long today, which considering like the. The national average, you maybe complete those at like a 25% clip. Iowa was well above that. But it was just the situation of putting yourself in those situations over and over and over again. It was like Groundhog's Day. Every time it you really get was. you start convincing yourself that this was the time that Iowa was going to put in the end zone because Michigan did not want to win this game. They kept giving them opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to go and steal this at Ann Arbor. And then uh, there's just nothing happened. So, Champ, who do you put this loss on? If you had to give I, I, one, if you had to put the loss on one single thing, whether it be a union, a unit, a player, a coach, who's it on?
1: Brian Ferentz. This loss is on Brian Ferentz to me. You can't have an offensive game plan coming into this game like they had today, spreading the ball out, trying to go five wide. When this team, Michigan, is just bringing the house all the time and just getting to Nate Stanley. Leave a goddamn tight end in there and help protect. Nate Stanley or leave a running back in or two running backs in to help protect him and actually give him some time to throw the ball. Yes. Nate Stanley played horribly. We both have said that, but this game to me came down to Brian Ferentz, absolute horrible offensive play calling awful execution, not running the ball. I mean, they'd get to like we said, I, I would be interested to know what percentage of the plays today were in Michigan territory, because I bet you it's over fifty percent. They got to Michigan's you know consistently getting to the 40, the 35, the 30, and then just bought, bought, you know just not doing anything once they got there. I just don't understand how a guy, an offensive coordinator that has this much talent on his offense with a senior quarterback can score three points. It, it's unacceptable.
0: I think I'm with you. If it's not Brian Ferentz to blame, it's the offensive line. Those guys, like, again, I, I, I think it's just all in the unit. The entire offense is to blame 100%. I don't know who's, who's more to blame, if it's Brian, if it's Kirk, if it's the offensive line, if it's Nate, or if it's all of them. But for the fact that we knew exactly what Michigan was trying to do out there, and nothing was ever done. Like it, they would go to like a quick slant, real quick, and they would gain like seven to ten yards. And it was like, "Oh shit, this is the way you do it." Like beat them with some quick, quick screens. Beat them with some quick mm-hmm. slants. Maybe run the football in like a draw type play when they're over pursuing. Maybe Stanley keeps it on the QB draw. But none of that stuff was called. Instead, like you said, they continued to go four wide, and they kept, kept putting Nate out there just in no man's land. So, like, yes, there's times there where like I'm wondering if Nate needs to make better protection calls, if that's on him, or if that's just completely on the center and the offensive line who should be smart enough to be able to make those calls but none of them were made nothing was changed there was no sort of progression at all in the offense after halftime it was just more of the same more of the same more of the same and I feel like once again like my chest is about to implode because it's so exhausting to watch a team score three points in a game where Michigan only scored 10 at home
1: yeah like you said it's very simple for Iowa they they run more screen plays than I've, I see in any college program in the nation. Today, I think they ran two. They're bringing the house almost every play. They're bringing pressure from the edge, from the middle. And you run two screen plays. Like, and one of them went for like 15, 20 yards to Micaiah Sargent. Then they ran a bubble screen on Amir Smith-Marset that didn't go anywhere. But, I mean, you got to run those type of plays. Like, force them to stop blitzing. Force them to sit back and play coverage. Because Nate could beat that, and but they didn't. It's, uh, I just, it's so frustrating. My head hurts. It's, it was so ugly.
0: Third-year offensive coordinator, third-year starting quarterback. We have offensive line talent that are supposed to be first-round picks soon in the NFL draft, and this is what they come up with.
1: Can we talk about our two offensive tackles that today that are supposed to be first-round picks? Because they both played like shit. I mean, Tristan Wurst and Alaric Jackson consistently were getting beat off the edge by these speed rushers of Michigan. Multiple holding calls, multiple sacks allowed. I mean, these guys are supposed to be future NFL players, and they didn't look like it at all today. What? I I don't understand. I'll give Alaric Jackson somewhat of a pass because he's missed a few games and getting back into the action. But Tristan Wirfs, like, come on, man. Like, you got to play a lot better than that.
0: Yeah, Worfs was disappointing. the the I'm not going to lie to you, champ. It was frustrating watching these referees make these calls and Joel Klatt tell us what holding calls are when really they're not holding calls. There was a lot of stuff today that these refs would completely neglect on the the, the Michigan side of the football and they they called on Iowa. So there is some of that in there that just, it, it just is part of the game and it's at Michigan. So you have to come to expect it and you have to be better and you have to make these plays cleaner, but yeah, I just – it's not good. All around, not, not good. I don't uh,
1: – coming, coming into this game, I mean, honestly, we had such high expectations for the rest of the year. And then after a game like this, I, I don't know how you can't be defeated. When, you, when Penn State's coming to town, we got Wisconsin in a few weeks, it's like, oh, God, this season can turn ugly real quick.
0: Yeah. And uh, it's going to be very clear that I was going to say that they're still in the running for the Big Ten West and this doesn't really hurt them and they'll go and adjust and they'll be able to get this solidify this offensive line. All of that is fine and well and maybe they will. But Penn State. That defense is just as good, if not significantly better than Michigan. I think they had like 8 to 10 sacks today against Purdue on their own. So if Iowa thinks that they're just going to all of a sudden have a better opportunity to block for Nate Stanley next week, they have another thing coming. Penn State's knocking on the door, and this schedule doesn't get any easier after that. If Nate Stanley is going to continue to be the pumpkin on the fucking road, I'll swear jar this all day. I'll just donate 10 bucks right now then then i was in it for a heap load of trouble we're going to win seven to eight football games go to a shit bowl and this is going to be exactly what all the other haters have been saying since i since the beginning of the season
1: yeah i mean it's 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 on nate's shoulders i mean he's got to come back next week he's got to have a big game he's got i mean it's uh, just so disgusting to what they put out today when you hold michigan to 10 points on the road and you lose the game by a touchdown, it's utterly repulsive to have that many turnovers in a game to not convert on you know they had second and short multiple times and they're just spreading them out throwing five wide like what are you doing
0: well even on some of those like if you're gonna go for it on fourth down to maybe set up a field goal or something like run the football when it's third and two then if you're gonna if you're gonna do something on fourth down as well like run it both times There's just so many decisions today that Brian and Kirk and Tim Polisek and Nate and all these guys made that was just pathetic. And I I don't want to be the guy that just like completely roots for a guy all season long. And then the first signs of just like complete terror that I turn my back on him. But this isn't something that like we haven't seen before. I thought Nate was past this, but this was Penn State. This was Purdue. This was Northwestern. This was Wisconsin all over again.
1: Yep. And I mean, until he proves us wrong and actually goes on the road and plays well and wins a game, this is all anyone's going to say, and it's rightfully so.
0: All right. Well, uh, I might as well ask the question that we always seem to ask every week. Where are you at on the Brian Ferentz-o-meter?
1: What's the the worst thing that we could Uh, have? I think it was like Greg
0: Davis was actually better. I think that was the worst one.
1: Yeah, that's what it should be. It looked a lot like Greg
0: Davis today.
1: It did. It looked. It looked pathetic, and that was Greg Davis's type of offense. Yeah, Brian Ferentz, you need to do a lot better. We're just going to hand this guy the head coaching reins after a game like that. No, I mean that. As far as I'm concerned, he need, he should be coaching for his job the rest of the season with a performance like that.
0: With the money he's being paid, and the fact that he's the co- the head coach's son. I'm finally going to lean your way champ. I this is this is inexcusable. This was terrible. We've seen too many of these types of moments. We've seen this over and over again. And when you're winning and and still winning by 30 points, like you can kind of just overlook those things, but Iowa today showed that they might not be a better than an eight-win eight football team, and with the talent that they have surrounding Nate and the talent on the offensive line and this defense that continues to show out despite injuries and everything else against them and having zero breaks basically the entire game. Yeah, sorry, Brian, you need to do better than this. If not, I want Phil Parker to just take over this entire program.
1: Yep, I agree, hundred percent.
0: Okay, um, let's let's try to end this on a little bit of a positive. What was one okay. thing that you really liked today?
1: <laughs> uh, I liked the secondary and linebacker play. I think they both of those units played exceptional. The defensive line was pretty good as well. They got some pressure. The defense as a whole played well. I mean, you can't ask for much more. Going on the road, holding a team to 10 points. If you would have told me that pregame, if that Michigan was going to score 10 points, I would have said Iowa wins by double digits. So, when you hold a team to 10 points, like I said, really only 7 points after the 3 that were given to them. Uh, the defense as a whole played great, so they that's something encouraging going into next week. They're going to need to play very well next week against Penn State's much better offense, by the way, than Michigan's offense. So, they're going to need to play well going into that game, but yeah, that's my positive coming out of this one. My
0: positive for the day is Amir Smith-Marset showing up when they need him the most once again today I think there was three total plays where Iowa needed something to happen they were desperately in need of some sort of play and Amir Smith-Marset was there to make it happen for them um, this kid keeps showing out it's not his fault that he couldn't get the ball a little bit more than he probably should um, before we go champ I'm going to read you the rest of the schedule and I want you to tell me how many losses are left after today's performance you go with that sure all right Penn State at home Loss. Purdue at home.
1: When. At
0: Northwestern. When. At Wisconsin. Loss. Minnesota at home. When. Illinois at home. When. At Nebraska. When. So you have Iowa as a nine and three football team.
1: Nine and three, and that's uh, God. What the hopes we had coming into this game—that disappoints me. I mean, God, would I love for them to prove me wrong? Even though I won't get to watch the game next week, I'll be in Italy myself. Um, I would love for them to play well against Penn State and you know come back. But like I said, it's a home game. So Nate Stanley's played a lot better at home. I still need that. He still needs that. Prove it road game. There's really only one of those left on the season. I I don't think Nebraska's very good, so I wouldn't say that. It's Wisconsin. So if Nate wants to quiet these haters, all we're going to hear all week now is how this is what what we thought Iowa was. This is all they're ever going to be. They can't score points when it matters. They're a defense and ground and pound type team. Well, they didn't ground the ball at all. They threw it 50 times today. So if you want to go back to your roots and start running the ball, that will help Nate Stanley. But yeah, it's, it's disappointing.
0: Whether they go 9-3 and three or 10-2, and two, they're probably at this point on the outside looking into Wisconsin once again. And that's that's really troubling for somebody like me to say who has been the absolute captain optimism for the entire season. And it's just how can you not think that after today? Like there's literally no point today that I'm going to stop thinking about how shitty this was
1: yeah I agree I mean it it was in all phases of that offensive game plan it was just not well executed and not played well at all It it was disgusting
0: that's the perfect way to end it it was disgusting champ anything else to say before you head off to Italy
1: Uh, no, I mean, we're gonna, we're still gonna do a show this week, me and you, before I leave for Italy, so we'll have a Penn State preview, so look forward to that coming up, hopefully, uh, that game's a little more exciting offensively than this one was, but yeah, it was, it's, it's a disappointing day to be a Hawkeye today, I'm gonna say that, that was a disappointing performance, uh, going to 4-1 on the season, and just not doing enough, or really anything at all offensively.
0: Totally agree, (sighs) I wish I had something more positive to tell you all. I wish I could give you something to kind of just – go to sleep with or drink to or whatever, but I don't. So the only thing I'm going to say is, we have a voicemail line for all of you guys to call and leave us a message about how troubled you are. You can call us at 224-661-0909. Again, that number is 224-661-0909. And we can all share in how sad we truly are. For Champ, for DC, who's already in Italy touring around Rome, my name is Jerry. Very sure. When we'll talk to you all later in the week.
1: See ya. Go Hawks.
0: Maybe.